The master and I are going to have words. He knows I hate clowns. God, I hate them all. I hate them all. I hate Bozo, Ronald, Chuckles, with their freaking dumb noses and their lousy party hats. I don't mind being short, fat, and ugly, but the pay sucks. Hello and welcome to Under the Call of MS. I believe we're on episode 52, but I could be wrong. That was a little quote from John Leguizamo when he played the evil violator spawn, spawn the evil violator clown and spawn the movie he was just excellent for that part really wish they did would have done another side movie a violator type movie with him starring in it or went on with spawn but all we got is the first one but but yeah, I got a Violator issue one through three from Image Comics. These, of course, were done by Todd McFarlane. And looks like 1994 is when these came out. It's a three issue run. Basically. The clown is being taken down, well, taken to the ocean with his cemented shoes to be tossed in by the mafia that he's been obviously getting in trouble with and doing stuff to. And he finds himself a neat little way to drag a guy with him, take his gun out, blow out the Cement get a get himself free and comes up and attacks a couple of the other guys, punches one guy right through the back of the head and his head gets ripped off and stuck to Violator's arm, which is pretty hilarious because he keeps it on his arm for most of the storyline and basically talks back and forth with the head. That was a fun little quirk in here and then as the story goes on we find out that violators four younger brothers can't stand them and just want to eliminate them since he, had, he lost his powers and was sent to earth and put in that clown form and he isn't able to turn into his violator form and stuff so you see back and forth with the mafia still that's alive, and the mafia puts a special hitman out after clown, after the clown, violator, and the four brothers are also after him. So he gets then caught in a big old muffle between the other four violator children and uh, mafia's special hitman it's basically a fight all the way through these three issues and it's nice because in the back i'm just going to read this little behind the scenes thing so you can get a concept of what the 
back part of the co- each of the comics has. Uh, for the first comic, on the following three pages, is a, be- is a behind-the-scenes look into the production of this comic book. This review focuses, uh, focuses on pages 14 to 21 of the first issue. First, you'll see two examples of never-before-seen Alan Moore thumbnail sketches to this project. Following that is the script for the same two pages, again from Alan, and last up are Bert Sears pencil rend- renditions of the previous thumbnails. And then they have oh, Violator fan art and stuff in here, and all kinds of little extra- Violator extras, which is nice. Gives you a little bit better value for your buck. Yeah, it just goes on with all the different characters attacking them and attacking each other and everything else that's going on. And then he makes a little violator, hunts down Spawn and makes a little deal with him to try and get his powers back. And I don't want to ruin what all happens with that. And you got Mobiglia, however you say it, the big demon death demon creature and then you got a thing a backstory with violator and his father and all that you get to learn about that and the kids and so you got the violator the vindicator vestigator and it's like there's so many different ones it's like but yeah it's I wish I could remember all their names off bad. There is one page where they lay them all out. Of course, when you're looking for that stuff, you can't find it. And I didn't mark anything. I didn't have, I didn't take time to prep for this podcast today. So you never know what you're going to get. I'm just running around like crazy, getting stuff done today and getting this out after my infusion from yesterday. And it's just, Trying to get things done. I wanted to get you guys updated and stuff, but yeah, I'm not coming across the page. But anyways, it was a very fun story. I liked it because it gives you the fun side of the characters. I enjoy more than the spawn side. The spawn gets a little too serious and a little too boring for me at times. But but yeah, check it out. Get a fun look at the Violator. Find out about his whole family history and all that stuff. And if you like that type of stuff, you'll surely enjoy that. And then I'm going to throw another one in here quick. The Grim Tales from Xenoscope. Grim Tales of Terror, Quarterly, Hellfire. A uh, really sharp looking cover with one of the Gales of the Crimson outfit and then she's standing in a graveyard with the black cat on tombstones but drew me into buying this but for centuries the order of the secret circle has lurked in the shadows reinventing itself for each new generation it has gone by many names the order of the temple of the east the order of knights the hellfire club and it seeks to bend the 12 demons of hell to its will. 
1912, Alistair Crowley took control of Hellfire and attempted to bring the great beast under his control. While ultimately failing, the ripples from that dark spell echo to the present, calling forth a new congregation who seek to reform Hellfire and tap into the evil power it promises. Don't know if you can hear that noise in the background. It's downpouring outside right now. Yesterday it was beautiful, driving around with the windows open the day before that, freezing, and today it's just downpouring. All right, this story, it takes you back in time to 1913. Uh, actually, it jumps around time quite a bit, but yeah. Go back to one of the original times where they were trying to raise this hellfire demon. and. The sect that was doing it, partially through the ritual when four members of some secret service, one of the characters, they don't give all the names of the characters in here, which I didn't understand why they didn't, but you keep seeing references to Master Shang, which I believe is Shang-Chi, and the characters stopped the ritual. Kill most people off, but they didn't know that there's underground tunnels and one of the characters escapes and hides a a certain powered amulet or whatever, uh, something that they need to help resurrect the, well, not resurrect, raise the hell demon. And they burn the place down. It gets burnt up and there's... Time passes and some people buy the structure and they fix it up, do some renovating. They end up getting into a ritualistic thing with it and it gets burnt again. Then in 2015, some kids go to... All right, I have to deal with the phone call right now. Right back. All right, sorry about that. Stupid phone calls. Always got to happen. But uh, we'll piece these two parts together and hopefully it goes good. Uh, Yeah, in 2015, some kids get together, do this normal drunken party haunted house type thing and get themselves into a into the ritualistic stuff find some books and stuff and a story unfolds but yet you kind of find out some of the characters already knew more about the story than they let let us believe and then they end up playing with the ritual themselves and you got to see what happens See for yourself what happens when they try and resurrect the demon and actually ends interesting and this could go on to more of a a longer story and I believe it will go into more stuff and I'm kind of curious with the four characters that 
fight in the beginning in the back they have uh advertisements for robin hood which the new robin hood is a blonde female she looks like one of the characters bell which is from beauty and the beast they have a new bell storyline with her and her and Gret. it's co-starring gretel and these characters look like the characters that are in the beginning with shang chi red agent looks like one of them yeah, it's they're doing a really good job with all these new characters and taking all the fantasy characters and giving them their own little storylines. It's just, yeah, I've loved everything I've read so far from the Grim Ter- Tales of Terror group at this past year. So check it out. They got a bunch of other ones, of course, right now because of Halloween coming out. And there's lots of good ones. I'm buying a few of them that I'll talk about, but not buying them all. But other than that, let's get into a little bit of MS stuff. Uh, or what I got for time since it's splitting it up, so hopefully I won't get anything cut off. But let's talk about short-term and long-term effects of MS. MS is a chronic condition that affects the central nervous system, including the brain and spinal cord. It can cause diverse symptoms. In many cases, MS is progressive. That means it generally becomes more severe over time. Medications are available to delay the progression of MS. Overactive immune cells in your body damage the myelin sheath that protects the nerve fibers in our central nervous system. This causes damaged areas known as lesions to form. When lesions form on our brain or spinal cord, they disrupt the body, which can cause a variety of symptoms like fatigue, changes to our vision, tingling and numbness in our face, trunk or limbs, weakness and pain in our muscles, loss of balance and coordination, problems with memory, concentration, or other cognitive functions. MS can also cause tremors or paralysis. The symptoms of MS vary from one person to another and can also change over time in the same person. People with relapsing or remitting MS experience acute attacks of symptoms known as relapses. These attacks are followed by periods of remission. During relapses, you develop new symptoms or your existing symptoms get worse. During remission, some or all of your symptoms get better. Other types of MS include secondary progressive MS and primary progressive MS. Most people with relapse and remitting MS eventually develop secondary progressive MS, which I still say I'm at because I ain't getting no relief from them. It's like every symptom I have is staying now. But the doctors all have their own opinions too. There are two main groups of medication used to treat MS, DMTs, disease-modifying therapies, and symptomatic drugs. DMTs are designed to slow the progression of MS may help to limit the number and size of lesions that form 
reduce the frequency and severity of attacks or relapses, prevent or delay disability. Most DMTs have been developed to treat relapse and remitting MS. However, some are available to treat secondary progressive MS or primary progressive MS. Symptomatic drugs are used to treat symptoms of MS. Your doctor may also prescribe treatments such as physical or occupational therapy, and some of us may benefit from using assistive devices such as canes, walkers, wheelchairs, etc. Early diagnosis and treatment are both important. Leading an overall healthy lifestyle might also help you maintain a good quality of life. For example, exercising, eating a healthy diet, and finding ways to relax may make a difference. Talk to your doctor to learn more about the potential short and long-term effects of MS as well as the strategies you can use to prevent or manage those effects. But yeah, it's just basic MS basics. Uh, basically talking about DMTs and stuff because, as you know, if you listen to the podcast yesterday, I had my ocrevus infusion supposed to go in at 10 they called me the day before asked if i'd come at nine so i had to leave here at six oh about 6 30 i left here thankfully because it was down by the lakefront of milwaukee and it taken me a good hour and a half or 45 minutes to get there get up in the parking structure they tell me to and there's no normal looking hospital connected to it that I could see. <clears throat> I followed the signs go and it takes me outside the walking structure. I was on the third floor, ended up going down to the ground level. Get outside the structure the structure where it said hospital arrows were going. And it's just a road. There's no hospital there, but across the street there's some big white fancy looking building and had like some doctors' names on stuff and a medical pharmacy, something, well, maybe that's the hospital. So I crossed two, two big busy streets, all gimped up with my cane and my therapy bag and all that shit with me. And I get over there and it's like a food mart and some doctor's offices. I'm like, what the hell? I asked some old guy walking down the street and he points me north way up the road which is up a hill towards a bunch of big structures. And I'm like, okay, so I go up there and it's old folks' homes. Uh, if you thought I was, I was headed my way to the retirement home or something with my cane and all gimped up. I go up there and I'm looking all over the place and it's just different types of elderly care and old folks' homes and a couple other ascension buildings and stuff. And no freaking hospital. So then I go back to the parking structure and I start walking around that damn thing. And I f- end up in a blocked off alleyway. And luckily there was one door open. I go through there and then I get back to where the stupid road construction's going on again. And I get back into the other side of the structure and I see a little emergency door. So I try to go in there. The damn thing's locked. And I find another side door that goes to elevators. So I went in there and just 
figured I'd read the signs in the elevator and there's a thing about the hospital in there. So you go in one elevator, go up to the second floor, then you go in another elevator, go down to the main floor. Then, of course, you go through the COVID testing sections and then you get thermostat to the head, which I'm like, well, I'm going to test positive because I just all this walk and I'm just sweating like a pig. Got my hoodie on, carrying all this shit and all about ready to collapse. And I hit a point by the time I hit the old folks home where I was in so much freaking pain. I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going back to my car and get in the damn car and go home. <laughs> I'm going to call these people up and say, fuck it. I'm going back to my old neurologist because I'm sick and tired of going to these hour and a half, two hour drive away places that they're sending me to. So much nicer when I just had to go to the freighter network in Washington County and I could just. It was 15, 20 minutes to my hospital and do my infusion, but my neurologist didn't know a damn thing. So it's like, I wanted to get someone that does know more, but I don't even know if he knows anything because I still can't get a read off him with the mask. And so far, it's just a CPAP, the MRI. Finally get my infusion done after I fight with the insurance and everything and trying to get everybody to get this going, which two months late. My body's just shutting down it more and more every week as I'm waiting for the medication. <clears throat> and then I just had a th- letter, an email from him. Apparently they took five vials of blood at my last appointment. And I don't know what it was for because I, he took all my blood, my blood panels the last time I was in his office, which was only a couple vials of blood, but, and he sent me a letter saying that they couldn't get a good result on the TB test and that he wants me to get a chest x-ray. I'm like, well, TB, all I can think of is tuberculosis. Why the hell is he testing me for tuberculosis? But who knows? We'll get to that later, I guess, once I find out more information from him on that. But, yeah, I was ready to break down, just give up. <laughs> it's just, I just couldn't take it anymore. But I finally found a few things and got in there, and then there's that station. I go through, did a temperature test, went through. They had, like, stations all over the hospital for the COVID stuff. But the hospital, of course, again, looked like a zombie apocalypse. No one's there. It's just dead. All quiet. Only people you see are nurses. You don't even see doctors there. You see doctors in the back rooms and stuff. But, yeah, it's just, so I don't know. Parking structure had enough cars where I had to go up to level three, so I'm sure they, they did have people coming in and out, but you just didn't see it a lot. But yeah, going uh, for my infusion, took myself a stack of comics, my iPad, all that stuff. I made sure I had my own bottle of water and took a couple of snacks like graham crackers and stuff just so I'd have something that I didn't want to have her give me anything to help me out as far as lunch-wise or anything like that or water-wise, just because with all the COVID crap, I figured I'd just make sure I got my own stuff because all the people coming in and out of the kitchen and stuff, you never know what's up. So, But, yeah, got set up for that. I hooked up. Well, I got my – took my pills, my Benadryl and the – Tylenol, aspirin, which the Benadryl usually wipes me out, makes me super tired. This time, it did not hit me at all, which was weird. 
And then I got my steroids. And then hooked up for my infusion, get the IV put in. And that went nice. One one shot, good. Didn't have to worry about it. And then went and every half hour she comes in and cranks up the infusion a little bit faster, a little bit faster on the drip. And went nice and really smooth this time. I, I very had very few heart, I had about a half hour period with the heart chest issues, but not not as much as I've had in the past. Uh, got through all that. The nurse was awesome. She's just like each time, can I get you anything? Are you sure you don't want anything? It's like, no, I just, I can't prepare for it with all this crap. I just don't want to deal with any of that stuff. So, so that went good. And I got out of there. It was a nightmare getting out of town again. It's just uh, the section of town I was in was just a shithole. People driving like idiots. It's just almost gotten two wrecks. Decided to go. There's a comic shop that wasn't far away from highway, the highway that comes back by us. Instead of taking the long highway back, the one I went through and have to come through Cedarburg. So I went to Collector's Edge Comic Shop, 7826 West Burleigh Street. Not far off of 40, Highway 4145. There's a nice, great uh, shop. It's a, They have it set up beautifully. Uh, all the graphic novels laid out all around the walls you got all tons of the updated new comics laid out they have an awesome selection there for that and then a thing they did with their like extra comics and stuff they have them some loose ones on in sale boxes and stuff but they also put sets together which i really like it's uh, i enjoy having just grabbing a set instead of finding a couple issues and then not having like number one and three or some shit like that and getting pissed trying to find it down the road. And it's like, I'd rather just buy the complete run of the smaller runs. But yeah, I met Tommy there. He was running the place, told me I tried to see if they had any upcoming sales. They're open a few days a week right now. Still trying to make it through all this COVID shit. And then all they have is, said their yearly new year's sale that they do but if you you're in that area of business check it out say hi to tommy is definitely a great comic shop to go to nice to see people still up and running uh then i ran and we have our video podcast we do on wednesday nights or under the call and we're trying, I'm trying to add, add a little food thing in there. So I was going to do different pizzas for a while. Talk about them. So I drove around looking for a weird pizza place and I just wasn't having no good luck. So I just ended up stopping at uh, Papa Murphy's and, uh, ordered a couple pizzas out of there. And the girls working great. They're awesome. Uh, very friendly. And I went next door to the pet store to kill some time. Figured it would take them a little while. And I come back and my pizza's are sitting there on the corner ready to go. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. Papa Murphy's taking big. So 
uh, here I thought I was getting away with not having to make dinner for a night, but of course I ended up having to cook. Came home. There was nice out. There was no wind. I had a uh, my fire barrel was full of leaves and corn husks and all that crap. So threw some wood on there and figured I'd burn that shit up. And it burned so nicely. I'm like, screw it. I felt great. I was amped up. Basically, once I left the hospital, I was amped from the steroids. I was so happy to have that feeling because my body pains were like three quarters less than what they normally were. And I was walking around and I needed the cane for balance. But other than that, I didn't need it for the pain. And so I'm like, screw it. This is feeling good. I'm going to sit outside. I'm going to have myself a drink mixed up. Had a couple glasses of tequila. I was starving, but I didn't want to eat the pizza till the podcast, so I wanted to give my initial thoughts on it. And so I figured, uh, <laughs> looking around, I grabbed a can of oysters. That's oysters with that, and then all my other medications. I got medicated, and so yeah, I had quite the quite the mixture in me. So, <laughs> but I felt great all night, and then I went to bed about midnight. Got about a hour and a half sleep and woke up wired out of my mind whereas I know other times with steroids it take me two days before I could fall asleep and stuff woke up wired but I needed to get at least four hours on that CPAP machine so I stayed up till about five five thirty in the morning and I tried to lay down again and I actually did fall asleep with some melatonin and stuff and Slept for a few hours and I got up and I was wired again. So I'm like, might as well go to the grocery store. And the grocery store this morning got that out of the way. So I don't have to worry about it the rest of the week. And stopped at a friend's house, helped her out with her dog that's sick, trying to help her dog's got diabetes now. So <laughs> gave her some ideas on how to help her with those injections and with the food, getting them to eat certain foods and stuff. But so yeah that and ended up here doing the podcast now and uh, I feel like this podcast I'm more upbeat more perked up because of the steroids I can tell it in my speech and stuff but yeah so infusion pretty went pretty much went pretty good this time a lot less issues with it and happy to have that little steroid rush for the next couple days and then i'll know what the actual feeling of that is and then then maybe saturday or sunday i'm gonna try that that belbuca opioid crap for my body pains start that and see how it goes because my pharmacist keeps asking me how it's asking my wife how it's going so just doesn't understand. I wanted to wait till the infusion's over and I get my steroids rush. I don't want to mix everything up. And, uh, if I'm having weird reactions and with driving and everything, I just wanted to wait till all this shit was over and I could have a week that I don't have to worry about stuff and just get. That's why I wanted to get the grocery shopping done and all that. Get as much stuff as I can out of the way. Enough leftovers in the kitchen. The girls can feed themselves that stuff for the next few days. Cause I know today, the rest of the day, I just want to. 
kick back, relax, recover from that effusion. And hard with the energy bursting, rolling through me, so I know I'll end up stupidly doing stuff and wearing myself down. But <clears throat> yeah, you gotta do it once in a while. You gotta take advantage of those moments that you feel awesome. Oh, still feel like don't get me wrong, I still feel like shit. <laughs> but I, I haven't felt this good in a long time, so it makes me feel it. Feels feel like I'm superhuman. <laughs> I feel like I could do a ton of shit, but I know as soon as I start doing, my body will give up and I'll just crumble. Try and behave somewhat, kick back, read some comics, maybe watch some something, or who knows. But, but yeah, hopefully this podcast will go together, because I know the second one I recorded more than 20 minutes, and I had 11 on the other one already, so. I don't know if I'm only allowed 30 minutes all together or what. So if that happens, then I'll just set them out as two separate ones. But other than that, you guys have a great week. I might get something else out before the Sunday edition, but yeah, see what happens. Like I said, the steroids, they just bounce me around on and off, so... Sometimes I'll be dead. Sometimes I'll be energetic. So we will see. It's Thursday. We might get something else. So other than that, have a great week.